0: And here we go with the sixth McNugget in the pack before the draft. And Andre, I got to
1: ask you, how does it feel knowing Aaron Rodgers is no longer on the Packers? It's kind of surreal, man. Like, uh, it's kind of like, you know, I feel like I'm watching one of those old school, like Kubrick movies, 2001 Space Odyssey, and I hear the music in the background, right? You see, like, the monkey. You're like, man, this is like a whole new dawn. Uh, about to happen for the Central Division. I mean, the Vikings, the Detroit fans, all of them got to be like, man, we we potentially all have a shot now, at the, legitimately every year at the division. So,
0: I do think gonna, gonna it is kind of weird, though, that it's from Green Bay to the Jets again, which means in two years expect Rodgers to be in Minnesota, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Like it's, it's uh, kind of weird, especially would, with Kirk Cousins' time kind of wrapping up it, in Minnesota. If that actually happened, then it, then I would say, okay, there like, there is something to like. Is a glitch in the Matrix? astral projection? Or like telekinesis or ESP? Like, there's something yeah. else in the universe that that actually happened. But he
0: went he went into his darkness cave and came back into an
1: alternate reality where he was. Brent I mean, Farb I can't believe something. he'd want to chase Farb's, uh path, but. I mean, crazier it's, things it's, have happened. It's kind of weird. but It's kind of weird. Listen, uh, to wrap that up real quick, though, I think it's a good move for both teams. Uh, I kind of agree with everyone that's saying that. Uh, I, mean, I think the Jets maybe overpaid a little, but maybe not. But I think, honestly, Favre wanted – I mean, not Favre, I said Favre. Rogers wanted a new start. Uh, the Jets wanted to – like they have talent on that team, so they wanted to actually compete this year in green bay just wanted to get rid of rodgers i can't complain all around for me so it's good for me no, I, good for I, us the jets if the jets think they're a quarterback away
0: and you know i would say that yes i this this makes them a very strong contender uh, especially for the afc east next to buffalo i would say they're probably the best team miami maybe a close third but it's going to be a very competitive race over there mm. um to me, this makes the Jets
1: a playoff team, and we'll yep. see what happens after that. Right? Well, so, like, I'm going to segue us into the into the our discussion for today, though. So, number one, which is really interesting, is they switched first round picks. So the Jets still get the 15th pick this year, right? To to play with, and Green Bay moves up a couple spots. Green Bay goes up to 13, but I mean, the Jets get Rodgers and get to pick this year. You have to think. The condition for next year is most likely the Jets are going to give away their first-round pick to Green Bay next year. But that pick's not going to be 13. No, it's might not be first-rounder. Like, it might be 27. No, it, it's a second-rounder conditionally. If Rodgers right. plays 65% of the snaps, it's a first-round pick. I mean,
0: unless he's injured, he's going to play those snaps. So
1: that means it's a first-round pick. Let's just call yeah. it what it's going to be. But that pick might be in the low 20s. So That's Green Bay, yeah, might get a first-round first. pick next year, but really it's going to be a back end of the first most For, for the Packers, it gives them
0: an additional piece of ammunition to so I mean, move up next yeah. season if they feel like they need to they, go get William. They traded first-round
1: picks. They got they went up a couple spots and got a first-round pick last year. They got another early second this year, 42. So anyways, this is all – how does this impact the draft, right? This is like right. our kind of our One, conversation we Yeah, we're, we're
0: less than a week away. I know in the last episode you and I talked that the Rogers deal uh, had to get done, right? Yeah. Lamar's the other deal still in limbo, and no one knows what's going on with that. But uh, we are less than a week away from the draft. It is like it's like Christmas, man.
1: So I mean, it's uh, we're only so we're gonna. I think today we're gonna do our our mock top tens, right? Yep. And we're going to then – you have kind of like what the – you're going to basically do a bear – you're going to go through your bears mock draft for all rounds. Yeah, right? I,
0: I kind of did it as uh, – not as what I think the bears are going to do. I did it as what I would
1: do if I were Ryan Poles, given yeah. the way this particular yeah, mock you, draft fell. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're basically yeah. acting as as Poles, right? Right. Um, and I, I kind of did the same thing. I kind of said if I was Ryan Poles, this is how I would – uh, draft based on how the players fell, um, you know, and mock drafts that we did. So yeah. how about, I'll go first. Start off. I'll start my, my 10. Okay. All right. And I think we're going to have some overlap, but we'll, we'll see. All right. If so, we
0: agree on one, I will call it out. And that way we don't have to have the conversation twice on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds fine by me. So, all right. First number one overall, I think, is going to be Bryce Young. And I agree with you there. Um,
0: And so any particular reason that you leaned uh, Young over, say, uh,
1: Richardson or Stroud? I think at some point uh, teams are going to probably overlook his size and just look at his production in college and who he played for and what success he had there. And I think I I don't know who's going to be the best. No one really knows who's the best quarterback in this draft is, but I still think that there's enough positive and consistency with the first overall pick and, and his, his being him. So I think Richardson's super talent. I mean, we can go through all of them, but essentially, I think that he has the. Highest likelihood of success right away, and also potentially the high the highest likelihood of succeeding long term. I think a lot of the other, t- more of the other quarterbacks have some maybe more question marks to them. But again, you know, if you play for Alabama, you do really well, and you just throw dimes on the field. Granted, you always throw to good receivers typically, but um, you know, there's a lot to be said there. So Yeah. I I, I agree with you. I think he's got the highest ceiling of all the quarterbacks. He there. he might well I don't know. I mean I you could say Anthony Richardson might have the highest ceiling. It's just like he might have a longer ladder to get there. So um we just don't know. Anyways, when we get to Richardson, I'll, I'll talk more about it. So all right. Number two, this is uh this is when I mean the immediately in my mind the draft goes cuckoo right now. I I think that there is still a lot of smoke. I think the Houston Texans are going to take CJ Stroud as a second pick. There's been a lot of reports that CJ Stroud did like bad in his cognitive tests. And that's why he's dropping all this to me sounds like horse crap. (laughs) Like I still think he's a pretty good quarterback. I did see that Georgia game that he played in. And if he can play like that against that Georgia defense, I still think he can play football. So I think the, The Houston's kind of like throwing the smokescreen around, but I think they're going to take quarterback in the end. Number three, Arizona, Jalen Carter. I still think that he's too much of a talent to pass up, and the Cardinals really need defensive line help. So I think that to me this is one of those places where Will Anderson can go here, but I also just think that Jalen Carter can also go here too. If we're talking solely on-the-field tape, Carter's the best
0: player in this draft.
1: Yeah. And I there are some more vets in Arizona than potentially some other places. Like I said, this to me, this is a very hard decision because I could I almost I was flip-flopping between two players here. And I said Jalen Carter. The next one I have I have Indy State. I don't have any trades. So this is uh um kind of like a hey, by the way, just let you know there's no no secret trades here. I have Will Levis going number four the reason why I say that, I just feel like he looks – and there's a couple reasons. Number one, um, the dude has like a Peyton Manning statuesque frame, which I think is going to be nostalgic for uh, indie fans and for Ursae and Chris Ballard. And number two, there's been reports that Peyton Manning loves this guy. And And so – He fits – of
0: all the – what would be classified as the prototypical quarterbacks, big dude, you know, cannon for an arm, and Levis I think has probably the strongest arm uh in this draft. Uh, it fits, right? Like,
1: yeah. So
0: I he's, think he's what's your traditional pocket QB. Levis is that guy.
1: Yeah, I think I once I heard that Manning was like gugu gaga for Will Levis, I was like, yeah, I can honestly see. Houston not taking a quarterback. And so then, if you had like Shroud and Levis there, that the Colts might take CJ Stroud right? Instead of Will Levis. But in this draft, I still think Houston's going to take quarterback. So Will Levis. Number five, Seattle, Will Anderson. At this point, you put that stud, you know, in Seattle, that coach, uh, I think gets a no brainer. I think, you know, him dropping to five. Um, might be a little surprise for some people. He might even go as high as two uh, to some people. But anyways, I think Will Anderson at this point, like Seattle's like, what? He's still here? and they're yeah, gonna too it. much talent there, yeah. Yeah. Number six I have with uh, Witherspoon. Devin Witherspoon, cornerback from Illinois. He's, you know, one of the best corners in the draft. And even though Detroit grabbed some corners, they also traded a corner. And I think that they're going to go grab a corner. Um, they also uh, have
0: a ton of picks this year, um, so I think they have the opportunity to be maybe a little more luxury now.
1: Yeah, this this is in this is this suspension with one of their receivers for Betton might change this. This might be a receiver at six um, if they wanted to get some help for golf. could be, but, but
0: they do have another pick at eighteen, which I think is kind of prime receiver target, maybe. Yeah, so – So, no, I I actually really do like Weatherspoon uh, to Detroit. Uh, the corner is certainly one of their, their biggest
1: needs, so it makes yeah. a lot of sense. All right, so I've got number seven. This one is – I kind of had – Anyways, like I don't know because of the coach. I've got Anthony Richardson going to Vegas. Oh, Okay. And the the reason why I have Richardson going to Vegas is I kind of think you got Garoppolo there, so you have an actual starter to kind of help mentor him. He's a bridge quarterback for him. I just don't know if McDaniel's is going to like this type of player, Um, but he did coach with Cam Newton. He also coached. Cam got broken, and he also coached Tebow. So I kind of think that at this point. Vegas is like, we didn't have to move up. We're going to get a good quarterback and they have a good quarterback situation for Richardson. So I figured at this point, Richardson's, this is where he would go. Yeah. Part of me feels like Vegas is kind of hoping that Levis falls to seven. I, I know, I know they're not going to, I don't know if they're willing to jump up to get Levis and they might think that, you know, Indy really, really want Richardson because he's more like Jalen hurts and their new coach Mm -hmm. coach Jalen hurts and all that stuff. But anyways, this I'm t- after I heard Peyton Manning liking, it's like man, we no, this, we'll this guy's good. Um, so it, Richardson going to Vegas uh, is a
0: good spot for him to go because it's a place where he can sit for a season. Yeah, right. Um,
1: so that makes a lot of sense. Number eight is Jackson Smith and Jigba. Ooh, and I to think Atlanta. the Falcon. Yeah, I think the Falcons they they need some receiver help. Uh, I know they need a lot of things, but I think at this point. This dude is a bona fide playmaker. I think he's the best receiver in the draft. I think a lot of people think the same thing. And uh, I just think you need you just need you need some help. You need some excitement down there. Now, in the back With of all my four mind.
0: QB's gone.
1: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I think also in the back of my mind, Atlanta still is a potential landing spot for Lamar Jackson. I so, also
0: think that that is a possibility.
1: So I kind of think that you 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 know if you kind of can lure Lamar Jackson away. I know they got OG ba- OG sorry, uh, Adele Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. for him, you know, to kind of lure him in, but deal's not signed yet. So anyways, all right, here we go, Michael. Bears drum roll on, on the clock. Da, 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 da. All right, in Andre's twenty twenty
0: three mock draft, the Bears are now number
1: on the clock. nine. The kid from Northwestern, Peter Skaronsky, is So I think the Bears should take at this point with the board. I think they should take Peter Skaronsky. There are some defensive ends that they could have taken. There's some tight ends, but I'm telling you right now, Michael, I think he's the best. I know we talked about in the past. I think he's the overall most flexible lineman the Bears can have. He can fill a lot of places. And I think he's, probably the best offensive lineman in the draft as far as just technique and ready to play. He's not a project like he's, he's a baller. So I think he's going to be a, uh, that's my pick. Well, I got so interestingly with. enough,
0: and I'll go through my list after yours, but we arrived at the same conclusion because I also have the bears taking Peter Skaransky, uh at pick nine. All right. For the same reasons. He's the best offensive lineman in this draft it is a position of need for the bears both at i mean right tackle for sure you could potentially upgrade left tackle and move Braxton jones to the right side but your worst case for the scenario for skaronsky is you have to kick him inside the guard maybe
1: after a season and he's a pro bowl caliber guard yeah (laughs) there's there's even talks about him being able to potentially play center so he's that flexible yeah, he's, he he's the prove. best
0: offensive lineman in the draft. It, it makes perfect sense. Now, so, now we said during this mock we did, we we weren't entertaining trades. If your board falls the way you think it will, and you're on the clock at 9 if you're Ryan Poles, and you get a call, let's say, from, you know, Washington Pittsburgh,
1: or Pittsburgh, I would trade yeah, back.
0: You're looking to trade back.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So you're, you're saying if you stay at nine, you take the best offensive lineman, but you're looking to trade back because uh, I think the positional value, if you can end up with someone like Paris Johnson or Broderick Jones.
1: Yeah. Or even, uh, or uh, are Darnell Wright? Like I, yeah. I still think um, those, I, I put it this way. If the Bears didn't, couldn't, let's say Scruggs, he went in the top 10, right? Uh, he went one through eight and, and we didn't get a chance at him. And later on, we drafted another lineman. I'm not going to be too upset. I don't think there's enough of there's not like a huge gap. This is the problem with this draft, I think. That there is like maybe like four, and we don't know. I'm just this is just you know speculation. We might have like four or five really good players that are like really above the rest of the pack, and then all the rest are kind of scrunched in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I
0: it's kind of uh, it's not a real top heavy draft. There's a couple of dudes. And yeah. then it's like we're just jammed everyone in
1: together, right? Like, yeah, and I, I think they're all good players, just but there's not there's there's not like the separation where you're you're really like you're not have like a Buscelli or something that's like oh my god or you know yeah. Thomas but, or Joe Joe Thomas like you're like this guy's by far or Jonathan Ogden or you're not you're not having these do Orlando Pace right all these guys where they were clearly a top five talent at tackle we don't if, have that in this draft
0: you though. don't. And, and but if you told me, hey, you've got a hundred dollars in free money to go place a bet on who of this entire draft class is the
1: most likely to be a Hall of Famer, I'm picking Skaran. Okay. Well, I mean, then, then realistically, I don't know if I agree with that, but I think you'd be a hell of a player for the Bears. Yeah. To me, I, I, like that, I think you're, you're already you're, you're kind of you're kind of throwing a little, you know, hey, Northwestern fans. You yeah, know, come on down. Uh, you know, he's a local kid. Like, I mean, you're you're kind of energizing your base a little bit here with uh, the fans by saying, Hey, we got a local kid. And let's be honest, they they produced some pretty darn good offensive linemen recently. So um you know, Northwestern good kudos to Northwestern on Skaronsky. So Yeah, for sure. I, I, it's weird that uh, Northwestern has got
0: Skaronsky and uh, Adawamba uh, Abore in round two. And they were one and eleven last year. Right? Like they've
1: got two guys in the top, in the first, oh, I know. Year, first and second
0: round, and it's just, they
1: were just well. I mean, everywhere else. yeah, it's. I mean, the I don't. I, yeah, I'm not going to have a conversation about Northwestern because it's just. Uh, <laughs> it's just. I it's, mean, we grew up when they won a game, and they, we, we the whole town celebrated. Living in Evanston. Yeah, exactly. So. Okay. All right. Number hear, ten to finish it off, the Eagles can really kind of take anybody here. I heard, you know, I think you sent me these rumors too, that they're maybe looking for Derrick Henry in a trade. You know, there's been rumors of denial and rumors of this. So I think they're looking to maybe get a running back. I think they're going to try to add another weapon. So I went Dalton Kincaid, tight end from Utah. And I think you just basically give – the offense, just more firepower for Jalen hurts. And to be honest, the dude is good. So, I mean, at this point, I don't know where the value is on him as far as num- pick number 10, but I mean, it's, I mean, you could have won a defensive lineman here, or defensive end, but I, he's just a talent. So I would I, say. it's a, I mean, this pick at 10 for Philly
0: is such kind of a luxury, luxury pick. Yeah. I, they can really go anywhere they want. Like, obviously, except for quarterback, right? That doesn't make sense for them. Yeah. But uh, a running back makes sense. Tight end makes sense. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they add another receiver somewhere. Um, def- you know, pass rusher. Defensive, I mean, this you went to the Super Bowl. You didn't lose a ton of guys. And, and you're, now picking you have the number, you're picking a 10. You're so picking a 10. So get the best player that fits uh, they can draft for need maybe a little bit more than
1: some of these other teams yeah i know that, i know they've got some time. good tight ends there but i think it's a group that can improve um and he's he is i think i think he's the best tight end i think he's the best tight end on the board pretty e- yeah blow above everyone else like he's there's not there's a, some separation between him and you know mayor or some other guys
0: i'm gonna give you a bonus right.
1: number 11 i'm just gonna give hey, you a bonus 11. pick here okay I think Tennessee, at this point, I think they are going to try to get rid of Derrick Henry. They're going to take Bijan Robinson at eleven. Wow, that is a now. There's a lot of rumors I've been hearing about
0: Tennessee moving up to three with Arizona. For yeah, uh, and this is no
1: like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't without trade. I mean,
0: if you get rid of Derrick Henry and you draft Bijan then
1: depending on what the compensation is for Derrick Henry, have you made your team that much better? You have because you've gotten a lot younger at a position that you need at youth. You also got it a lot cheaper and you, you need to listen without Derrick Henry, Tennessee's not even sniffing the playoffs. They rely on their running game. And I think if you ship Derrick Henry out, then really Tennessee has absolutely nothing. they like yeah. to run the ball. So. Absolutely, it may. I mean, if if Derrick Henry is moved, Bijan to the
0: Titans makes a lot of sense. I mean, Bijan yep. is one of the best players in this draft. He's probably the third I, or fourth best guy. I,
1: it line. might be a little high. It might be a little high for him or for running backs. Right? There's this. This is consensus about running backs, and there's a lot of great players on Tennessee. But at this point, like I said, to me in my mind, there's been enough smoke about them trading Derrick Henry to a team that I think they're looking to if they, and this is all like Derrick Henry gets traded in my mind before the draft, or they're really yeah. close to coming to a deal. until so the drafting idea. B. John Robinson to basically knowing that they're going to trade Derrick Henry. It makes perfect sense. All right. And well, that's, that's my top 11. So a we got number one. We both agreed Bryce Young. We did both of your own Bryce Young.
0: So, All right, so let's hear And let's, then after that, it I don't think we matched uh, anywhere else so, other than uh, until we uh, got and, to and the Bears. And
1: then to Bears. So we got basically number one so and So we nine. took
0: two very different paths I'm
1: going to tell you, there. Michael, that to me this, this draft is, is like a – Is a
0: crap shoot if yes. there ever was one. Yep. Uh, I mean, we genuinely don't know who the number one pick is. Right. Normally there's at least one quarterback that's so, (sighs) right. Even in the Trevor Lawrence, uh, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields draft from a couple of years ago, you knew Trevor Lawrence was one, right? The rest of it was a crapshoot. This draft, total crapshoot. Carolina is playing cards very close to the vest. uh, But based on everything that I've been able to find, it was like they were leaning Stroud for a little while, and now the conversation's going
1: back to Bryce Young. In my opinion, if you go up to number one, you have an idea who you're going to take. There's no like, well, we can take anybody. I think in I think in my mind, when they made this call to the Bears, they pretty much knew Bryce who they were going to yeah. take at number one.
0: It, it, that could be the case. I agree with you. I think it's Bryce Young, number one. Uh, we will find out Thursday night for sure. But
1: All right, hit uh, it uh, off, Michael. Number two. All
0: right. Number two, uh, with Houston, uh, I have them taking Anthony Richardson, I think, from a, just a talent perspective. Wow. Uh, okay. He is extremely dynamic, and Houston needs to kind of rebuild the image of the fr- franchise overall. So you take the guy with the massive upside um, who very similarly to Justin Fields with the Bears over the last couple of seasons can be a draw in and of himself, even if the rest of the team is bad.
1: Yeah. I don't know right. how good he's going to be. I can tell you, I agree with you. He'll be exciting.
0: It'll be fun to watch. It's, it'll be <clears throat> must watch TV. Good or bad.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, he'll be, ex- he'll be exciting to watch for sure. Now yeah. I'm going to give you my one, my one concern about Richardson. And it really comes from the fact of the Mitch Trubisky draft. I'm really leery about one year starters that don't do very well in their year. I agree with you on that. Right. So I, he's he's, he's he's way more talented than Trubisky was physically and stuff. But I kind of feel like when people like that, I kind of, I kind of of matter
0: matters a lot.
1: I kind of like, I kind of believe that whole hype train when the bears drafted Trubitsky. I mean, we've talked about it. I kind of was like in Mitch's corner for quite a while Um, thinking, you know, Hey, they I mean, they, they, all these people thought he was like maybe the second best quarterback in the draft you know, and that, and, you know, and you know he was hyped up during the draft process, like huge, but then you should just have paid attention that he played one year as a starter and they weren't, really that good so that's my one thing about richardson is one of those things where he has all this potential but he has yet to show it in college which is makes me like oh i just get i get trubisky flashbacks mike this is all I, uh,
0: there there are and there are a lot of guys who are athletic freaks um but at the same time you know we just talked about lamar jackson lamar jackson louisville he, team was
1: Really he good. was. A, he had like two years starting at Louisville, and he was like a Heisman candidate. Yeah, but if we're talking about just physical traits, but but that's not the point. Yeah, I'm gonna try. Trying to me mean, try to say experience, this. No experience. Lamar Jackson was a two year starter and Heisman candidate, and was basically put. He put Louisville on the map in the ACC, and was made Louisville a contender in the ACC because of him.
0: No, this no. guy plays I,
1: at Florida. And Florida was not even close to being contender last year. Hey,
0: hey just I, saying. I, 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 I I'm think saying, they're...
1: I I get. To, I totally understand why Houston would do this. I like I said, I can see why the Bears when they drafted Trubisky, why they get it. This is just my one concern with him. I could be wrong. Like he could just step up and like, oh my god, this guy can ball, and he's no matter what. This is going to sell tickets for Houston,
0: and That's it's going to put him.
1: It's going to put him in some primetime games because he's just going to be really fun to watch. I think he's just yeah. going to be really fun to watch. I. I this is why I think they go, uh, Richardson. So and he doesn't have to be good this year, right? No,
0: I. I don't think he will be. I think he's going to be very Justin Field growth progression, and you're going to see some flashes of greatness from time to time. But it's going to be some head be, scratching. Yep. It it it's going to be you need you need to get better guys around them. You need to get better guys around them, and and you know it's it's going to be a couple of years before you know for sure with Richardson. So uh, we'll see about that one. Uh, but moving on, number to three. To pick number three, I have Arizona taking Will Anderson from yeah. Alabama. Yeah. Uh, they need defensive line help in the worst way. JJ Watt retires. You take. Uh, arguably the best pass rusher in the draft. Uh, this is obviously another one of those very likely to be traded picks. So considering we're doing this without trades to me, that's just an easy, like to
1: pencil. Yeah, in. I, I struggled here too, Michael. Like I told plug you, I, and play, was, starter. I, I flipped between Carter, Carter and, and Anderson. Yeah. yeah. And
0: I did too. And I just said, I think there's less question marks in yeah. terms of I get overall it. with Anderson. I get they go Anderson. Yep. Uh, Which leaves Indianapolis at four. Uh, Again, I have this pick tagged as one that will probably end up being traded based on how the board falls. But Indianapolis, to me, takes C.J. Stroud, who I feel is the most pro ready quarterback. Yep. Uh, After years and years and years of bringing in veterans, the Colts finally go with a guy who I feel that they can build around. Uh, who they can start day one and still be somewhat competitive because I think they actually have a pretty decent team. Uh, I think they just had bad quarterback play for a while. Like Rivers wasn't doing it. Matt Ryan struggled. It's just been kind of a mess since the Andrew Luck retirement, and this yeah. is the chance for them to kind of reset that. So I
1: I would uh, I would agree with you. And they've got a a young coach there um, from Philly you know, their offensive coordinator. And I think, you know, you bring in a young quarterback who's, I think this is actually makes perfect sense considering what's already happened in the draft. I perfect sense, Mike. Yeah. So the next two picks Seattle and Detroit,
0: funny enough, I coin flip these two picks back to back to back over and over and over again, but I settled in this order, uh, Seattle taking Christian Gonzalez, the corner from Oregon, um, Yep. I think that they definitely need some secondary help out in Seattle. Uh, obviously with the two first round picks, I think they would look for a, a pass rusher later on uh, with Anderson off the board. Um, and, you know, they kind of go, well, maybe we don't necessarily need Jalen Carter's off the field uh, antics. And we want a guy we know we can in right away because we're a playoff team and we need, Secondary help because that was the gaping hole on the defense yeah. last year. Yep, so, makes perfect sense. And if the guy from the North Pacific Northwest, it's a local draw to me, Gonzalez to Oregon uh, from Oregon to Seattle makes sense. So yep. which then leads me to my worst fear of this draft, which is Jalen Carter going to the Lions. But I do have Dan Campbell
1: oh,
0: taking Jalen
1: Carter God, he's not—he's he, not biting kneecaps. He's like decapitating whole bodies. Like he this—this this just reminds me of Detroit having Su all over again, and, and worse.
0: Yeah, a guy who can be Detroit to me is the team that has the luxury of being able to take him. And if he doesn't pan out, they're still a good team. But if he pans out, that pass rush is going to be murderer's row. Uh, and
1: it's, yeah. Yep, that, I would agree with Michael. One like, of those scenarios where I go, "Oh shh." Yeah, and analytically, this makes perfect sense. Uh, emotionally, uh, I would be really disturbed. Like if we're sitting when we watch the draft on Thursday together, and this were to come to fruition, I a part of me would die a little bit. Yeah, this, this is this is like watching Aaron Donald
0: get picked one pick before the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Be, and especially going to a divisional rival, uh, uh, one man. now that I feel is in the driver's seat to win the division. Yeah. It's like, oh.
1: Yeah. The uh, rich get richer here. Uh, yeah. That's it. Harder. So.
0: Uh, but I think it it just as the board fell, and yeah. I'm looking at this going, yeah, I'm going, I get it, it. it. You can't pass on this kind of talent. I uh, get it. I get it. So then I got to Vegas, and I had the same thought with you about Vegas taking a quarterback. Right. And, Uh, Having Will Levis still on the board, I, for some reason, don't think Vegas would take Jimmy Garoppolo again, right? If that makes sense. Like to me, Levis has come to me is Jimmy G a little bit. Their games seem kind of familiar to me and I'm going, why have two of the same guy? It just, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I have them taking, uh, Devin Witherspoon from from Illinois, the corner Um, with Carter and Anderson off the board, you kind of get rid of the two best defensive linemen corner is, you know, from a positional value standpoint, there's a pretty big drop off after Gonzalez and Witherspoon Gonzalez already gone Witherspoon to Vegas uh, to me feels like uh, how they would go again, though, this is another one of those. I think if they got to this point with Levis still on the board, Someone like Tennessee coming up makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yep. Yep.
0: You know, Green Bay could come up. Uh, You know, there's there's a handful of teams here that I – even Atlanta could move up one here. Um, But I don't uh, have that happening. I have Devin Witherspoon uh, going to Vegas, leaving Atlanta, uh, very happily landing Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. Uh, the pass rusher slash edge slash defensive end uh, Atlanta needs pass rushers. They need a whole lot of other things, but that is, to me is their biggest need. Uh, Tyree Wilson, uh, some analysts have him rated as the number one edge. Uh, I personally think Anderson's a little better, but uh, to me that's just a nice plug and play day one starter for the Falcons. Uh, and who they can go, oh, here we go. And then we got yeah. our nice – we got our guy.
1: So, again. I, I think Atlanta is very similar in the Bears is that they just need talent. Right. They're, they just need they, talent. They, they need actually more than talent. They need a quarterback and other positions. We're, we have, like, the benefit of potentially saying we got – we just have our QB. You guys maybe have a QB, like they an unproven spot for them. But I agree. They just need – they need talent. They, just, they need
0: talent. I, I think they're a, a 100% prime candidate to trade out a pick eight. Like I said, unless, you know, if Anthony Richardson falls, they might, you know, take the swing for a quarterback there. Or if the, if the quarterback that they really are in love with, if they have one.
1: Is Let's their, say Shroud falls do. down, right? If Shroud falls down. Yeah. If, they, if, yeah. if, they,
0: if they've got Shroud graded as their number one QB, they'll probably take Shroud. Yeah. But we don't know. To me, it's one of those, I'm just going by what, I've, I've gotten uh, yeah. mocked so far. To me, Tyree Wilson uh, was the best player on the board. I think Atlanta has needs pretty much across the board. Tyree Wilson makes a lot of sense. Uh, so two different paths, which led us both back to Peter Skaronsky uh, going to the Bears. I know it's not necessarily the sexiest of picks. It's not uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. You know, it's not Bijan. To me, this is the safest pick in this draft. The yeah. Bears absolutely 100% have to walk away from either day one or day two with an offensive tackle, maybe even two of them, right? Or I would say at least one offensive lineman, probably two offensive linemen in those first four picks. Yeah. And Skoronsky is the best offensive lineman. I think he's one of Brian Poles' blue chip players. I think at this point he's the only blue chip player left. You take him. And you go, we feel very good about him being on our offensive line. You go into camp and you just let them all battle it out for who's left tackle, who's right tackle, who's playing guard, who's playing center. And whatever your best five happens to be, that's who you put out there. Uh, I think Skaranski will probably end up being the right tackle on uh, week one. But I think eventually kind of mid-season you're going to see him kick over the left, or if, if Jones happens to take on an injury, which, you know, knock on wood that he doesn't, you have a guy, you can easily move the left tackle and you still feel comfortable. Uh, and then maybe, you know, someone like an Alex Leatherwood steps up and plays to his first round talent on the right side. So there's a lot of options. It gives you a lot of flexibility on the line. Skaransky, uh I think is, if the Bears stay at nine, I would be very happy with, with Skaranski or, you know, in all honesty, if Paris Johnson Jr. is the pick, I'm good there too. But I have the bears taking Skronsky for kind of his flexibility. And I think the fact that he's the most polished uh, offensive lineman in the draft. So yeah, I think we, we have
1: talked that pick not a death. So yeah. We
0: have. So uh, pick 10, which to me, and the reason we went top 10 is because I think you and I both said Philadelphia has the most luxury pick in this draft right at 10 maybe detroit at six but i think philly at 10 is just like the we can take whoever we want and it doesn't matter right we can really go in any direction and i have them taking nolan smith the hmm. edge from georgia simply put his physical tools are scary and in no, Philadelphia. <laughs> He could He's, be really scary.
1: I've seen a lot of mock drafts where I've seen Nolan Smith go above Miles Murphy and um, Tyree Wilson. I have so, to and I to me it's man him and him in Philly
0: with the rest of that defense. Is well, they they lost
1: some off. They lost a defensive play. I forgot they they lost a defensive line. They lost the they lost a tackle. Uh, yeah, but I mean, they, anytime you lose talent on the defensive line that went to the Super Bowl, and you can replenish it with another young guy that's. I mean, this is again, a physical about freak. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Philly, they're not. They'll be happy to take it. <laughs> so I, I could totally see that for sure. They will. So. All right. So our top tens are knocked out.
0: Yep. And now we move on to round yep. two, three and the rest. OK, so let me explain mm-hmm. how I did this. So you're aware and, and our listeners are aware. I used uh, NFL NFLMockDraftDatabase.com to do this. Um, I think in terms of the simulators, I like it a little bit better than PFF uh, because I think it's more of kind of a consensus board. Um, and I didn't get a lot of weird, funky, like, you know, variables in terms of, you know, like Carolina taking Will Anderson number one, which we know they're not gonna do. And I was getting a lot of that with PFF uh, I moved over to mock draft database and it seemed to be the top 10 uh, was a little bit more consistent. So that's where we ended up. All right. So here we go. Skoronsky at nine. Uh, we've already explained that one yep. at 53 Darnell, Washington, tight end, Georgia. Uh, that, would be, he, that would be amazing. I think he doesn't get there personally in this particular mock. He was there. Uh, to me, you do not pass up on that kind of talent nope. um, and yeah. add just a weapon for Justin Fields. Now, weirdly you enough, take, it goes you tell two... You tell
1: Justin Fields to run up there with the card. That's how <laughs> fast you need to go exactly. to get if, Darnell Washington.
0: So what's funny is I had, at pick nine, I said if Kyrie Wilson, Anderson, or Carter's on the board, I'm taking one of those guys. They weren't. Skaronsky was there to. I go to 53, and I said, hey, if Darnell Washington or Jameer Gibbs is there at 53, I'm taking one of them. Washington was there, and that was a – I'm not even considering who else is out there. I'm taking Darnell Washington. I want to add that weapon for Justin Fields and just watch them obliterate defenses because it is an absolute mismatch. And it leads into another pick I have, and you'll see – kind of where I was going and what led me to another pick so we go to 61 uh to me I have them taking Derek Hall from Auburn uh you've addressed offense with your first two picks it's time to start building up a defensive line which is quite frankly um, atrocious weak. <laughs> weak and in desperate need of help uh yeah. so I have them going Derek Hall at 61 to add the first pass rusher and then uh, sixty four taking Keanu Benton from the defensive tackle from Washington, yep. or not Washington, Wisconsin, um, yep. to add that three technique, uh, you know, pass rusher in the middle. We yep. add yeah, two folks there. So my next one, and this is a guy who I've seen mocked anywhere between the second round and the fourth round, but uh, Nathaniel Tank Dell, wide receiver from Houston, who is super tiny, but is just a absolute speed demon and a phenomenal route runner i think if you can end up with darnell washington and tank dell and add those weapons to justin fields and now you've got dj moore right you've got darnell mooney you've got claypool you've got washington you've got Komet, you've got dell you put you know you you've got too many weapons right there's too many mismatches on the field it's going to be a nightmare for teams to try to cover all these guys
1: who was is, who is the, the receiver that was with the Bears that could fly like crazy and then he hurt his name? Taylor Gabriel. No, 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 no. Long. Oh, Johnny, was it Johnny Knox? Johnny Knox. We need another like a Johnny Knox. I hope he doesn't, this guy busts his head, but boy, was it really nice to have some guy who just hit go. And yeah, just I, to off. me,
0: Tank Dell is, is the go button. He is a mismatch creator. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. I, him at 103, I couldn't pass them up. Just because I think his ability to create kind of scheme mismatches makes too much sense. So uh, then we move to 133, and at this point uh, I was looking for some more defensive line help. It wasn't there, uh, but I went with Juice Scruggs, the center from Penn State. You add Skaronsky for your right tackle needs Uh, early on. You go add Juice Scruggs to play center. It gives you some additional. Is that really his name? Yeah, well, I think it's a nickname, but Juice Scruggs, maybe center for Penn the best, State. The
1: best name ever. The I mean, how
0: can you go wrong with a guy named Juice Scruggs playing center, right? Like, and I think he fits a lot of what the Bears are looking for—the kind of the more athletic offensive lineman who can get out in the space, get to the second level. Um, with the tape I have watched from Penn State, uh, I certainly looked at him as potentially. I think he's. The third best center. I've actually have him rated ahead of Whippler from uh, Ohio State, who I just I don't get the hype on him. Uh, to me, John Michael Smith and Joe titman are one two, uh, but they will probably be gone in the second round. So Juice Scruggs to me is uh, the third best center. Let's get, Michael,
1: let's get some juice I'm
0: cool with that. Yep. So uh, the rest of these picks, the last four to me are kind of your guys where you go. Let's see what we can get. Maybe we get some developmental guys. Uh, Carl Brooks from Bowling Green is a guy who I think can play both the outside defensive end position, but he, I think his size translates to moving inside to defensive tackle, um, and he just kind of fits that high-motor, high-energy guy that Iberflus likes from a defensive side. Um, so I have the Bears at 136 going Carl Brooks, uh, mm-hmm. the defensive end from Bowling Green at 148 this to me feels like it's time to just start uh, getting some depth so i have the bears taking chase brown uh the running back from illinois uh, to me in terms of the outside zone running scheme that the bears like to do he kind of fits that mold and i think are chase you, brown are, is, are you
1: taking dudes because of their name to me no. it feels like we're watching key and peel now and you got no Jesus no it, it's chase I, I,
0: it really is just how it fell it was not so then, i was not trying to if I really wanted to go all name team, I would have rocked uh, Storm Duck from North Carolina. Oh uh, man,
1: but Chase Brown's a great name. Chase so. Brown is a great name for a running
0: back, right? Yeah. Like, um, it just makes a lot of to me. It just makes a lot of sense uh, for him with the Bears. And um, so there's a lot of Big Ten influence here. Was not super intentional, but just kind of how it fell. Uh, at 218 and 258 are two guys I talked about on the last pod. Um, so if you want some more detail on them, go take, go back and take a listen to that. But at 218, I have the Bears taking Allie Gay, the <laughs> from LSU. I know we just keep the names rolling. Uh, juice Browns,
1: but... juice sorry, Juice Scruggs, Chase Brown, Allie Gay. All yep. right, all right. Yeah, uh,
0: I think Allie Gay actually is a really good potential. Um, oh, I agree you. Just, I feel
1: like this is uh, this is definitely now becoming more of a trend than just a
0: yeah coincidence. Well, so the last one not so much. So, uh, two fifty-eight uh, Dante Stills, defensive tackle from West Virginia. Uh, like I said in the last pod, the guy's just an absolute hitter, um, and to me, I think is a good developmental piece to add. So, yeah. to recap, at nine Skaronski, tackled Northwestern fifty-three. Washington, tight end, Georgia. 61, Derek Hall, defensive end from Auburn. 64, Keanu Benton from Wisconsin. 103, Tank Dell from Houston. And the name game begins. 133, Juice Scruggs from Penn State. 136, Carl Brooks from Bowling Green, defensive end. 148, Chase Brown, running back from Illinois. 218, Allie Gay, defensive end, LSU. 258, Dante Stills, defensive tackle. West Virginia, I almost pulled the trigger on uh, the Jake Plodznetcy. I can't pronounce his last name. Poletski, the kicker from Georgia here, Um, uh, just to give Cairo some uh, camp uh, challenge. And you don't have to deal with the UDFA, uh, but I think Dante Steele's was just the better value, considering there's a couple other offensive picks early on in terms of weapons. So that is my seven round mock for the bears, which means none of these guys will be on the roster. Um, When I did this last year, uh, however, I did uh, end up calling Braxton Jones going to the bears. So maybe I get one of these late rounders, uh, right. But to me, this feels like uh, what I would do, like I said, considering
1: how this particular draft uh, board felt. So. Yeah, so I look at it, Michael. You've got one, two, three, four, five defensive linemen. If you look yeah. at it, two offensive linemen, and you've got a tight end, a wide receiver, and a running back. But there's still yeah. five defensive linemen, and you've got two offensive linemen. So it's yeah, interesting too. that you know, based on the board and all that stuff, that we have a pretty big disparity. You went no linebackers. No safeties, no corners. Like you just literally went, hey, if I have a chance, I'm grabbing yet another defensive lineman. So we'll see if the Bears are going to be this defensive line heavy. In this yeah, and,
0: and, and I, there was – I really wanted a corner somewhere. The way this particular board felt, I just felt like anything was a reach. Again, we're doing this without trades, so it's kind of you can't move back and add picks. I, I think the Bears are the prime target. Uh, to move back from nine and maybe add some more picks or potentially kind of move back in the third round. When I was doing this mock, that uh, first pick of the third round, you know, I had offers for, you know, a mid third and a fifth and a sixth, which would have easily allowed to add a quarter or two. Um, Yeah. You know, but it's just, like I said, did did it without trades. Otherwise you, you I can't complain.
1: Like when seeing this draft, I can't complain. I mean, I really, we need help there. I mean, if, so you you throw five darts at the defensive line and if you get two starters it's not a bad deal.
0: You know? Yeah, I and I think that's kind of the the plan you you got to it's the opposite of what we did last year, right? In the in the late end where you just you know,
1: throw darts at getting I mean it didn't it didn't work offense for our offensive line. For the most part we threw a lot of darts and we didn't none of those guys really hit on the offensive line that we took. We got um, one. Well, we, got we got Braxton, Braxton Jones. Jones. Yeah. So that, that is something that's true. That is something you got one out of one starter. So, um, and hopefully we get, we get somebody here, but I honestly think Michael, your draft really hinges on your first two picks there. It really Uh, does.
0: Um, and it, it boils down to, like I said, and I, and I kind of use, um, again, it was Tyree Wilson wasn't on the board. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I, I think this is a very solid draft, Michael. And, I, I, and if, as a Bears fan, I don't think I'd be too upset with it. It'd just be interesting to see if Poles is going to really focus a position like you have focused here. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's a, an opportunity there for the Bears to, and, I, and it gives the chance for them to improve quickly. Um, but again, like you said, I have never, I think in the handful of years I've kind of, ever done these See, you know gotten more than maybe two guys right uh so we'll see i'm kind of hoping um you know skaronski is the pick so before we wrap up my question for you andre is who is the guy at nine if let's say the bears keeps a pick at nine that you don't want do you have one of those where you're just like oh man what are we doing
1: oh if we pick a guy at nine that we just, like, why, why'd we do that?
0: Yes. Uh, or or position,
1: maybe. Like, we're just like, what? Really? It's, it, it, it's hard for me on position uh, because I know we need talent. I think, honestly, Michael, if we – I know a lot of people would be very excited, but I think if we got Enigma at nine, I'd be kind of like, you know, I, I kind of feel like we could that's that's a very crowded room right now of receivers. And there's so many other needs. And there's so many other needs. I think yeah. like if we went receiver at nine, I I see where why you would do that because you're not gonna want to pay Darnell Mooney. And if you're not sure about, you know Claypool. Claypool. Yeah, you're gonna have to like oh, if, if you start forward. like if you're like we we just need to get Justin Fields as many weapons and hopefully that shakes out and that's really important. Again, I'd rather have him get Kincaid. Like like I'd rather have him get a another dynamite tight end. And I to be honest, like it doesn't matter if you get a wide receiver who can get open, if Justin Fields is running for his life. It exactly. Won't matter. So, so to me, the two biggest needs on the team are offensive tackle and pass rusher. Pass rusher. So it, I would like if they got a if they got like a cornerback, I could see it. If they got, I think a wide receiver would be something that would kind of be disappointing to me. I'd probably throw safety in there, like Brian Branch, right? Yeah, if they well, got I a safety, I would think like, like, okay, what are we doing here? Uh, yeah, and and because last year, we did but we, didn't but we again, like you're looking that at that. is that you know maybe Eddie Jackson's not coming back or he's not yeah. healthy, like, but still, overall, now, for me I personally, think that would be the big one the one guy who i don't want them to get
0: and i've seen a lot of mocks go that is van ness from iowa i just don't get the hype on van ness but which means he'll probably go somewhere like pittsburgh and end up being you know a, a pro bowler but yeah for maybe a year
1: it's just like i don't
0: i don't get it i don't get that one
1: look uh, I, I i can understand that if there's other options on the board and you went with van ness you'd be like okay maybe not the right player but the thought is correct yeah it's the right
0: thought but if if someone likes if you know skaronsky let's say if all the offensive tackles are on the board and they go van ness i'm gonna be like what are we doing i
1: i hear you and i i hear you i hear you i think he's a player that i'm not too excited about if we do draft but um but it is a position, of a, a pretty premier position. He, and he's highly, he's coveted. Is he better than the other defensive I don't think so, but I don't know. All right. He, might, One he more. might come in and do it.
0: One more question for you. If the Bears do trade back, how far back do they have to go before you say Bijan was a good choice? Like at what point in this draft? Round two. The Bears traded back. Round two. So, so, so you're, you you want no part of Bijan
1: in the first round, no matter mm-hmm. how far back we trade. Mm-mm. We go, no. hey, some other team comes up and says, you, you know, we'll take – like it's a king's ransom to go back in the first round at nine and we go all the way back to the second round, maybe. Even that's a maybe. But, yeah. Like, it'd be a, I'll take one of our end of the second round. You know why? It's – Michael, we run the ball just fine. And I think the people that we got, you know – with Dante and Herbert and all this I think that they're they're going to be fine. Like, yeah, I just don't, I don't see it. I, I don't
0: see it as a position of need, and I think there's too much positional. Michael, you're, you're hitting there. a
1: trigger point for me because I feel like Cedric Benson, the Cedric Benson Yeah. Company, okay? We had Thomas Jones, goddammit. We didn't need to draft <laughs> a Cedric Benson, and we drafted Cedric and, Benson, and he still didn't really do much for us. He didn't do better than what Thomas Jones was doing. So this is to no, me. No, he did not. This to me, this is like one of those conversations. Like, well, I don't want any part of running back in this draft unless it's way later. Yeah,
0: if it's you're talking about, day, I want a day three running back. I do not want a day one or day two running
1: back. And don't don't and if, don't pull a Cedric Benz. Like he's the best player on the board. Like, but you have Thomas Jones. Like, do not draft that guy. Oh, we're gonna draft. Him. Like, God. well, it's 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 that whole you know
0: Family Guy thing where they win the boat, right? And there's like you can have the boat or you can take the mystery box. Well, I want the box. Why? Because it could be anything. It could be a boat. And it's like, well, you've already got this. Like, what do you do? Uh, yeah, I I, I, agree. I, can see what your point is. Bichon is a phenomenal talent and it would be fun to put him in fields in the same backfield, but it's just, there are so many other needs on this team and yeah. running back is not Not high on that. Again,
1: like if you went just went to the Super Bowl and you've got a very good offensive line and a very good defensive line, and you want, yeah, if you're Philly at 10, what's your running game? And you're like, hey, I'll take a running back with the go with pair with, with, uh, and I've got like premier weapons. Yeah.
0: Let's do it. Yeah. And especially considering, I mean, Philly at 10 to me feels like a landing spot for Bijan. Definitely one of potential ones. Um, you know, losing Miles Sanders, they've got the, they've got the luxury pick to take, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so I would not be shocked if that's the case, but, uh, you know, we shall find out on Thursday. So speaking of Thursday, uh, the draft obviously goes down Thursday, uh, depending on how Thursday goes, uh, you and I might do a very short recap of Thursday night. Um, but we are planning our big draft recap, uh, for, uh, Saturday we will probably record it Saturday evening to release Sunday morning. So expect uh, the next episode on Sunday. We may sneak one in Thursday night. Uh, yeah, we could. We could yeah,
1: depending on a how late it goes and b what the Bears do. Because if I if they depress me, I'm not going to want to talk about it Thursday night. Day. It, yeah, you're make it If gonna, it's something, if it's something it exciting uh, and pretty pretty noteworthy, then I, we can probably do a real quick uh, session to talk about. A yeah if it's dropping.
0: if it's something you know if, if we see maybe a, a trade and we had some serious pieces or
1: or like, just in just a general like, like if we might want to just recap around one because it was just that bonkers yeah so we'll, but it we'll may see. be
0: a very short little just a blur, yeah but like the, the, the big the big recap we will do on uh after the draft into uh the weekend so uh, well here we go six episodes in the books we have led up to the draft now comes the fun part of watching this draft knowing everything that we just talked about will not take place, which I think is <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> and everything, every expert on every podcast or they don't ESPN know or – If these guys get 20% of these picks right, it's a miracle. No one knows, I, yeah, which I think is why it's so much fun.
1: I kind of feel like it's March Madness. Like some people do nail it. Uh, but most of the people do not, right? They can't, their brackets are always going to fall apart. I, yeah, think this I, to me, is one of those. I do think Bryce Young at number one is a pretty good bet. Um, but I, from there on, after that, I don't that, have a clue. It starts, baby. Yep. Um, yeah, I think the best
0: mock draft I ever saw had like 12 correct, yep. you know, and it's it, that's that was unheard of. So, uh, this is the fun times, right? We, this is why we, why we are so addicted to this sport because you yep. just never know. What's going to happen? But this is uh, the
1: best thing besides watching a game because this is just as unpredictable as games. It sometimes. is, and then
0: the thing is, it gives every team a little bit of hope afterwards. Oh yeah. Or you go, you know, historically, what, what are you thinking? You go, well, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> what what is it you say you do here? Because it's not evaluate talent and draft players, or they could be. Hey, we we might well, have something here.
1: So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it this, Mike. I really loved in the previous, like we're talking, you know, drafts and drafts and drafts and go, I love watching Mike Mayock talk about players and NFL network yeah. and all that stuff. Right. I, I actually enjoyed his stuff. Like he was so convicted about players and why they were good and all that stuff. And then he actually becomes the GM. So yeah. you think, you think that the guy who talks about the draft all the times, so it's like Mel Kiper became a GM. And then when he actually has a chance to draft players, they just don't turn out so good. And then Did you make it makes him? you realize at that point that the people who really think we all think should know no, don't really know what they're talking about when it comes they, to, when they to do stuff. So I can't it. think of a guy Mayock hit on as the GM in Oakland And I and I I really love watching him. So I was just I was like, oh my god, they got the draft experts, the GM, is a great idea. But anyways, dude, oh, we will we'll see you on Thursday.
0: We'll see you on Thursday. It's going to be a very, very, very interesting watch. Um, I think complete chaos happens in the top 10. Speaking, I, uh,
1: speaking of chaos, my dogs are, are losing it. Yeah, so I I'm can gonna... hear it in the background there. They're like, hey, wrap it up, buddy. All right. So we're going to wrap it up. I'll, All right. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you soon, Mike. All right. Take care, everyone. <sighs>